Welcome to the Breaking the Pattern podcast. I am your host, Laquam Easter, and I want to thank you for joining me today. So, this is a podcast that I like to call a modern day survival guide. This is for people in their 20s or in their 30s who are looking to like I don't know, kind of just navigate this crazy thing we call life. Um, I am by no means an expert at life, but I've been through a lot of life in my 23 years. So I'm here to share what I've learned, what I'm still learning, and how I'm ultimately breaking the pattern um, by doing things my way and learning things sometimes the hard way. Today's topic is self. Um, And the definition, the dictionary definition of self is an individual's typical or temporary character or behavior. Also, a person in prime condition. So, you know, based on the dictionary, self is, you know, you're putting your best foot forward. You know, who you present yourself as to the world on a day-to-day basis. My definition of self is simply who you are when no one is watching. So who you are at your core. Self affects, or how you see yourself, literally affects your everyday life. It affects, you know, how you live. It affects your relationships with yourself and with other people. Um, It affects how you even view the world. Because think about it. If you have a negative, you know, negative feeling of self or you feel like you're a horrible person and that no good can come from you, then that's how you're going to show up in the world. That's how you're going to think everyone is. Like you're going to think everyone's a horrible person. And well, if I'm not great, how can other people be great? You know? So self means a lot and how you view yourself and how you feel about yourself means a lot. And there is power in self. Um, There is power in having a, I don't want to say positive self-image because that's very, very standard um, and very, I don't know, basic. But knowing yourself and knowing who you truly are at your core can get you through life a lot better than not knowing at all. Not everyone is really raised to really even look at themselves in that way. I know I wasn't raised as that. I was just raised, you know, you treat people good and good happens to you. Or you just treat people how you want to be treated. And that's all true. But growing up that way and growing up, you know, treating people how I wanted to be treated, I never really treated myself how I wanted to be treated. And that, I've learned, is the key. I didn't used to always trust myself or believe in myself. And I still, you know, have my moments where I'm a little shaky. Um, But when I couldn't trust myself, I literally couldn't trust anything. I couldn't, you know, quote unquote, trust the process. I couldn't trust peers. I couldn't trust men. I couldn't trust anyone because I really didn't trust myself to just always be there for myself. Um, I'm saying self a lot this episode, but it's really what it's all about. So trust yourself, believe in yourself. And it's way easier said than done because even sitting here, you know, telling you all to believe in yourself, 
Meanwhile, earlier, I just had a whole meltdown because I (laughs) was not believing in my ability and believing in myself and believing in even recording this podcast. Um, There's this thing called imposter syndrome. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but look it up. It's real. Like, a lot of people get it, and it's just that feeling of, well, why should I be doing this? Like, who am I to go on these airwaves and talk to people and give my advice, like, who wants to listen to that? But in reality, because at my core, even though sometimes that, you know, disbelief creeps up or tries to creep up, at my core, I know a lot of people want to hear what I have to say. And I have very valuable, valid information to share. And and I'm sort of interesting and entertaining, so I feel like, why not? But there is power in self and there's power in trusting yourself. I often listen to podcasts and one that I was listening to once said, you know, you have to treat yourself and she was talking about business, but nonetheless, she's like, treat yourself like your main bitch, you know, don't treat yourself like the side chick. And it sounds funny, but it's like really, really true because with your main you know, your main squeeze, you want to treat them right. You want to do right by them. You want to be honest with them and never lie to them. You want to have your main trust you. You know, you want your main thing to like believe in you and know that like you'll always be there for them. All of those things you can feel and believe in and say and live with with yourself. So once I heard that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. On the other hand, how you treat a side piece is you give it some of your attention. You know, you care for it sometimes, maybe when it's convenient, maybe when you have nothing better to do, um, but it's not your top priority. So if you're going to be your own main bitch, you need to make yourself top priority no matter what. So when you're feeling some type of way, do things that make you feel better, but never put yourself in the back burner. It's so easy, and I don't know why, but it's so easy for us. I see it feels like as we get older, it becomes easier to ignore ourselves and ignore what we need. You know, we're so easy to give to others what they might need or even what they don't need and just what they want or even what they don't want, just what we think they want, but we neglect ourselves. And, I mean, I just have learned if you are not you know, good with yourself inside, you are no help to anybody else. No matter how much you want to be, you can't be because you're pouring from an empty cup. Next segment, it is called my past life. Or no, it's not. (laughs) It's called my past self. And basically in this segment, I'm just going to talk about how I've come to how I've come to understand the topic of whatever said Um, episode. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about my past literal self. Not too long ago, I was very confused. I was very unaligned. The confusion just kind of came in in a whole bunch of different ways. Like I had like self-identity confusion. I had a little bit of body image confusion. And I don't want to call these like disorders or like issues because there were none of which they were just confusion that I had and I wasn't really clear on 
myself and what really made me me, which was none of the things that I had confusion about. Um, But like I said, it takes time to get to that place. And with being unaligned, that is real, you know, like until you are truly aligned or at least getting to that point, will you then know that you have been unaligned this entire time? And that's what really came to me. I just had to find it. And that's the biggest thing. If you want to have a solid core and be at peace with yourself and really know yourself like to the depths and like know all your triggers and know the things that traumatize you and the things that you know have affected you in the past that are still affecting you today if you want to get to that core of those things and really work through them you got to seek it that stuff does not just come to you it doesn't come to you in a dream it doesn't come to you in like a little instagram message like you have to dig deep for that and I wanted that and I still I'm gonna get deeper into that but I wanted to figure out okay what is up with me (laughs) like literally what is up with me what is it that I need to do to feel balanced because I really felt unbalanced I felt like I'd be happy about something but then something else wasn't where I wanted it to be so because of that I couldn't be happy about anything and I did that for years and years and then I just realized like one day like no this doesn't have to be this way like nothing in life will ever be perfect so I wasn't expecting that but I also just told myself like I don't have to suffer and it's crazy to even think that way but I had to because I until I figured that out was then when I finally realized I used to think that I did have to suffer And the more and more as time goes on, I'm realizing a lot of people of color feel like we do have to suffer because regardless, we kind of are suffering in this country. But I feel like even when we have like happiness or joy, we feel like, well, I don't don't, let me just say I don't like speaking for everybody. But for me, whenever I would feel happiness or joy, I would feel like I didn't deserve that. And I would feel like I had to earn that more. Despite whatever I did to even get to that place of joy, I'm just like, "Mm, this feels uncomfortable to be this happy. Something has to be wrong. Let me think of something that makes me, let me think of a trigger. You know, I didn't know that term at the time, but that's what I would do. I would think of things that made me upset so I could feel quote unquote normal again. And to me, normal was suffering and it freaking sucked. So... That was, you know, a little of my past life. And like I said, I've always been a leader. It's kind of just been innate in me. Um, But I never really stood up for myself. I would stand up for everyone else. I would lead the way for everyone else. I would be a role model or, you know, just someone for everyone else to lean on. But I was never there for myself. I never showed up for myself because I didn't feel like I deserved it. Because I felt like I was brought on this planet to suffer and to take on the suffering of other people um, and to just bear it all. And it's partially rooted in 
abandonment issues, but that's another story. And then I had to realize, no, girl, you have so much talent. You have so much wit and charm and smarts about you. Like, you are not here just to suffer. You know, I definitely feel like my suffering was what needed to happen in order to bring me to this place that I am now. And as we go along in episodes, you guys will learn more and more of, like, how I've progressed, but... Yeah, I definitely wasn't brought on this planet to suffer. You know, that was just a part of my story. So not standing up for myself um, really led me into some sticky situations and just not having a good level of self-worth, um, of self-awareness. Either of those, it really brought me down some roads and again I feel like it all happened for a reason I truly do feel like everything in life happens for a reason but I definitely feel like if I was brought up with a better sense of self I wouldn't have been in certain situations for example surprise surprise I am a stripper turned esthetician business owner boom Yeah, mic drop. So yes, I was a stripper in my day. And I'm not ashamed, actually, of it at all. Like, I mean, some people think it's a shameful job and whatever to to each its own. But I feel like for me, it was kind of inevitable because of my lack of self-worth and because of my lack of self-awareness. You know, I was never aware when I was being triggered. I was never aware when things were, I mean, of course I would feel like, oh, this is uncomfortable, but I didn't have that awareness level enough to understand that this is out of your element. You know, I didn't know when I was being triggered. I didn't know when I was, because I would have breakdowns a lot in like the locker room and stuff and our dressing room, whatever. Um, And I just always thought it was because of me. Oh, it's me, it's me, it's me. But it's like, no, like this energy does not coincide with your natural, genuine energy. So I was just forcing myself to, again, suffer and struggle and go through these traumatizing events. And it's just because I didn't have that awareness, yes, but also self-worth. So... There is a, um, what's the word, misconception that, like, strippers... Well, there's a lot of misconceptions about strippers, but that's another episode. But one of those misconceptions is that they have low self-esteem or low self-worth. And, I mean, I've met some girls who it didn't appear that way, but I know, speaking from my point of view, that was the case. (laughs) Got that correct. I had low self-esteem, and going to the club, like made me sometimes feel good. It made me sometimes feel like, you know, maybe I'm not ugly. (laughs) Maybe I am worth, you know, a little pretty penny or something. And that in itself is toxic because your value and worth does not depend on how much money is in your bank account. Nonetheless, at that time, I wasn't aware of that. And I didn't feel that. Even energetically, I just didn't feel that. There's power in self, because if I did have those things at the time that I was going to start dancing, which was like years ago, I would have probably never done it. I probably would have thought of creating my business a lot sooner 
because that would have been on my mind. But at the time, it was not. What was on my mind was suffering. (laughs) And like, without even realizing, I just kind of kept looking for things that I could suffer through some more. And it's crazy. It sounds really crazy and messed up in the head. But I mean, I wasn't thinking clearly because I just didn't have this level of understanding and knowledge and growth and maturity and age. It's just a lot. It's a lot that's different from me now versus me when I was a dancer. But anyway, like I said, that's another episode. Next segment. So how I'm breaking the pattern. So with self, I am learning myself still. I'm still learning myself. I've came a long way but I'm still learning myself and ways that I am becoming more self-aware and becoming more, um, you know, comfortable in my own skin and just knowledgeable of how I'm feeling and what energetically feels good. And I'm going to talk about energy a lot throughout this podcast because I finally come to realize energy is like a huge driving force in like everything, But yeah, so I'm learning all those things through, number one, exercise. Um, Now, everyone likes to exercise um, or be, like, active. And, I mean, I'm not 100% at it all the time either. But when I do do it, it makes me feel happy. I just like kind of a challenge. So that challenge factor of, okay, how many reps can I do? How many squats can I do? Like, how long can I run or whatever? Well, no, I don't run. But... That success factor and feeling like you've achieved something or feeling like I've succeeded after that workout, that really boosts your how you're feeling and it boosts your mood. And it also gives off endorphins in your mind. So that also like helps. So I would suggest, you know, being active if you feel like you need to kind of get more in tune with yourself. Another way that I'm doing it is speech therapy, which is like the normal therapy that most people think of when they think of like a therapist. You go to them, sit down for an hour, talk with them. Um, I've been doing therapy for about a year and a half now. Um, My first therapist, I really liked her. She was really nice. She was a Caucasian woman, but she was not oblivious to real life, okay? She was a little woke. But my therapist now is a woman of color, and we've come a long way. And Well, I've come a long way thanks to her because she's helped me a lot. It may take a while to find the perfect therapist, but I use psychologytoday.com to, like, look up therapists in my area. I found someone who looked like I would like to talk to her, and that's how I found her. So... Definitely therapy helps. Um, And there are all different types of therapy, but speech therapy is what I do. Another way that I'm breaking the pattern is listening to other podcasts. And that's actually what inspired me to create my podcast because I found some amazing podcasts that have helped me a lot in my growth. Like besides when I'm, you know, when I'm not in therapy and when I'm not exercising, when I'm just driving, which is one of my favorite things to do. When I'm driving, I'll listen to podcasts for hours on end. When I'm just relaxing at home, I don't really watch TV. I listen to podcasts. Um, So there are some amazing podcasts out there and yeah, they help. So, and one of my favorites that I have to shout out is Amanda Seals' Small Doses podcast. 
I really, really love it. It is like something that I can reference whenever I need guidance or help or advice or something. Um, And that's what I plan for this podcast to be for you all. So exercising, therapy, podcasts, meditation, my favorite. Meditation is, (laughs) is to help bring you to a place of clarity to help bring you to a a place of stillness, to help bring you to a place of calm, where you can think clearly, where your mind is free. Um, And this doesn't have to be, you know, sitting crisscross on the floor, outside, you know, like with your hands in those circle positions. No, you can literally like lay in your bed and meditate. You can be walking and meditating. You can drive and meditate, which I don't know if I would suggest, but nonetheless, it's all like meditation. So meditation is really about focusing on your breathing. So for my friends who I talk to about meditation who have never done it before, I that's what I suggest. I'm like, okay, just try by focusing on your breathing. Just when you're breathing in, say breathe in, breathe out. And just keep doing that over and over. So sometimes when I'm getting a little overwhelmed and I can feel like an anxiety attack or something coming on, I will do that. Like, I'll stop what I'm doing. I don't need to sit on the floor with my legs crossed or any special way. I can just stop what I'm doing and focus on my breathing. And it helps. Like, it sounds, I don't know, maybe like corny or something, but it's so simple and it helps so much. More people should definitely do it. Yeah, meditation's amazing. Guided meditations, too, have helped me a lot because, you know, sometimes you can't get to that place to just focus on your breathing, you know, easy enough or quick enough for you to not overreact. So um, guided meditations help a lot. I, a lot of times, go to um, Logan Larice. That's her IG name, but her name's Logan Browning. She's from, like, Dear White People. But I go to her Instagram and on her IG lives, she it started in quarantine. She posts like these guided meditations. I guess she got certified in it and they are so helpful. Like when I tell you so helpful, they're amazing. Like and they're great for even first time meditators because she's guiding you and it's not forced or anything like I highly recommend checking that out. Um, another way that I am coming into a higher self is with my relationships. And one specifically, which is my romantic one, it has helped me a great deal to find my true self. And maybe not to find my true self, but it has opened my eyes and maybe, you know, opened the blinders to allow me to even see my true self because it's always been there. It was just hidden under so much trauma. Um, But now that I'm able to be my full self, be my authentic self, be my real self, um, and he sees that, and he sees that in me, and even when I don't see it in me, he still sees it in me consistently. And that consistency, literally, no lie, has been the biggest game changer for me, like, in my life in all aspects, honestly. So... Yes, relationships. And then if it weren't a romantic one, I mean, I can't really talk about like friendships because I don't have solid 
friendships, like, not that they're, like, rocky or dramatic, but I just don't have them at all. So, I mean, that doesn't really do anything for me. But I would say if you do have a solid friendship with anyone that you feel like sees you in that light, that they see the best in you even when you don't see the best in you, that they can you know, keep bring you back to shore when you're started when you're starting to like drift and you're starting to doubt yourself or feel like you're not enough or, you know, anything that goes against your true self. If you have a friend that can see that no matter what consistently and shows that to you no matter what consistently, keep that person around. And then my last way that I am coming into my true self and finding myself are through books. Oh my God, I've always loved reading. Um, But lately I've been finding some amazing gems. The 10 Universal Laws of Success, that book, everyone needs to get it some way, somehow. It is definitely one of those books that you can reference back throughout your life when you need guidance or when you need an answer or when you need like something quote unquote higher than you to guide you and show you that you're doing things right or show you that you're doing things completely wrong and maybe show you a more effective way. But that book has helped me a tremendous amount and I keep it to reference back to it. I I love, you know, reading books that have like a storyline, but I more so love books that are like self-help books um, because that's what I'm really about. And I feel like no matter how, you know, connected with my true self I get, I'm going to always love self-help books because you can never get enough. You can never get enough of helping yourself. You can never get enough of bettering yourself, learning yourself a little more, digging a little deeper into your core, um, you know, digging up those things that are, you know, that have been buried for months or years. I love all of that. Now, this next segment in the podcast would be where people would ask, like, Q&A questions. Um, But since this is the first one, you know, we don't have that. But it's cool, though, because now you know for next time. I'm going to post on my Instagram the week that I'll be um, dropping a new episode. And then I'm going to ask, like, a action question and hopefully you guys are very interactive and respond and give feedback or ask me questions that you want me to answer on air and I just might so the lesson that I have learned about self or what I'm still learning about self is that I'm learning every day like I said there's never enough self-healing There is never enough self-work to be done. There is always, always going to be more as long as we're alive. And it's a great thing. It's a very fun thing. It's a very sometimes dark thing um, because you really see those depths of you that (laughs) not everyone gets to see or that you didn't even know were there. And you're like, oh, wow, that's ugly, (laughs) you know? But then from learning those ugly things, you can become this beautiful thing. And then you're like, wow, but look at this amazing person that I've created because of going through those dark times. Something else I've learned is that you do not get different outcomes with the same actions. And it seems self-explanatory, but so many people think, and I was one of those people who used to think, oh, let me try this again. Maybe this will happen. No. Okay, I'm gonna try it one more time. Let me see if this will happen. No. 
if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. Until you make a change, whether it be drastic or small, is then when you'll start to see change. Last thing I've learned is to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that is something that I'm faced with every single day, especially being an entrepreneur, especially being a solo entrepreneur. You got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. The feeling of that imposter syndrome, that is real. And that comes, at least for me as a solo entrepreneur, it comes to me almost every day. And I have to just face it. Like, I mean, this is what I signed up for. This is what I signed up for. And then it also is very rewarding at the end of the day when I can pat myself on the back and be like, this is why you have what you have. This is why you've accomplished what you've accomplished so far because because of who I am today. Self-awareness is king or queen. This has been another episode of Breaking the Pattern, a modern day survival guide. Thank you guys so much for joining me. If you loved it, definitely leave me a five-star review. Subscribe to my podcast channel. Um, Share it with your friends, share it with your homies, share it with your, I don't know, your uncle, whoever you think would find benefit in this. Um, And I hope to see you guys next week.